Once again, I appreciate the man of God and the man of the house, Pastor Uche, for extending this invitation for me to be able to be together with you once again and to bring to you the word of God. Amen. I take it as a privilege and a great honor to be able to be together with you. Amen. It is not something that I claim as a right. Amen. It is humbling. Amen. So I'm blessed just to be together with you and to see the wonderful men of God that are joining us today. And I salute you, men of God. Amen. I flew in from Houston to be together with you today. I was in Houston in the morning. I woke up in Houston, Texas, and I just finished a three-day program. And I told Pastor Gory, I'm going to be there. Amen. So, Lord God, I really appreciate once again for extending the time to be able to come and share together with us. Praise God. Uh, I believe in that. Strongly uh, uh, agree together with the reason and the cause that this conference has been put up together because I understand that it is towards excellence in ministry and ordination of certain people and individuals that have been preparing and putting themselves apart for the work of God. Praise God. That's first and foremost. Well, like we said, the battle line has been drawn and as we come into that session of ordination, I believe that these first two, three days are going to just be a preparation for you. Amen. And I believe that if you are one of those people that are going to be ordained, I believe, and I want to believe that you had already started fasting five days ago. And if you didn't, so please start today. Amen. So that by Sunday, when we have already unleashed whatever we are unleashing here, by the time we come to put oil on your head and lay hands on you, you will go and release fire over the other end. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to take time to share with you just on the same, same topic. The battle line has drawn, but I'm going to take a simple shift and talk to you about your dream. And I'm going to say, keep your dream alive. Very simple message for this night. Keep your dream alive. The greatness of a man is not measured by how many things he have or they have. The greatness of a man is not, is not measured by what they have accumulated. By the time they die, ask them, what is the greatest thing you ever did? It's not how much money you earned. It's not how much money you have in the account. Praise God. It's not the riches. It's not material acquisition. Because sometimes we run around, run around. <laughs> what I'm saying is that sometimes somebody run, 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 run after money. Amen. By the time they catch the money, they catch it, but they have already catch it with some other stuff added. Hello? God forbid it shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. That's why the Bible says the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he added no sorrow to it. It means that when God blesses you, amen, you're able to become rich without sorrow. Minus sorrow. Is it not so? Uh -huh. But the other kind of riches that come, they come together with pressure, they come together with this and that and other kind of stuff. It is not the effort. Did you read the scripture? It is not the effort of man that maketh rich. Read the scripture properly. It is the blessing of God that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Not the efforts of man, not the sweats of man. Read the scripture properly. Stop running after money the way you're running up. This same thing I told people in Houston, Texas. Stop running after money the way you're running up. Nobody has survived this thing. Don't kill yourself before your time. Amen. Let me just digress before I get into the keep your dream alive because you cannot keep your dream alive if you're not there. You understand? Uh -huh. So we need you to be there for you to keep your dream alive. Amen. And I remember one day we were in South Africa and Bishop Oedipo, that was the second time I met with Bishop Oedipo. He said this thing to us. We were a couple of pastors together. He said this thing to us. He said, don't, listen, don't kill yourself before your time. Stop chasing after.
total money the way you're chasing after it. Nobody has survived that thing. Oh. Nobody has survived that thing. So it is not your efforts, it is not the sweat that you put in that brings the riches. It is the blessing of God. When God says you're blessed, you're blessed, you're blessed to the end, you're blessed waking up, you're blessed sleeping. Listen, you'll be blessed even when you just go and sit down. You'll be so blessed. Listen to me. You'll be so blessed even when you just walk on the road. You'll be blessed. Everybody that sees you be so blessed. Why? Because God's blessing is upon your life. I've seen a couple of people that can sweat and sweat and run around and move and do every kind of thing. The first job, second job, third job, fourth, even fifth job. I want to talk to you about your dream and I'm going to pick up a, a simple young man in the Bible. I love this guy. Let me tell you, the greatness of a man can only be measured by the purpose or the purpose. It depends if you're speaking British English or American English. I tend to think I'm a bit British. <laughs> the purpose he is willing to live and die for. That is what will make us know the greatness of a man. Praise God. I'm sweating here. Allow me to remove my collar. Sorry. The great thank you, sir. The greatness of man. Genesis chapter thirty seven verses three and four. Let's go together now. If you're with your Bible, Genesis chapter 37. And verses 3, if you're there, say Amen. Oh, we're still not there, so I'll wait for you. Genesis chapter 37 and verses 3. If you don't have a Bible, there's one of our blessed sisters, she's bringing some. God bless you, my dear. It's wonderful. Chapter 37 and verses 3 and 5. It says, <clears throat> Now Israel loved Joseph more than what? Than what? All his children. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. And then he continued to say what? Because he was a son of his old age. And he did what? He made him a coat of many colors. Now I don't know what you understand about that sentence. I want to say something. When in the old days, you remember when they crucified Jesus? What did they bring? They said, bring a robe. Okay? Bring a robe. Why? They were mocking him. It was a mockery. They did a mockery thing to say that you are a king. So we're going to give you a robe. Now there is something about the Hebraic tradition and the Judaic tradition that about the mantle, in quotes, the mantle or a jacket that had a symbolic thing attached to it. Go with me. We see it all the way from Genesis up to Revelation. They had something about the mantle or the jacket. And from Genesis, it keeps on going. You even see when Elijah and Elijah is, Elijah, Elijah is departing, Elijah says, give me part of what? Give me double portion of that thing that you have. Let me walk on with it. Amen? And Elijah says, if you see me go, you'll have it. But then, the proof that he was going to have it was when the mantle dropped on him, which was the coat or the jacket. So there was something symbolic that we begin to build as we go through the scriptures as you begin to understand what was the importance of the jacket and then why now does the scripture talks about this jacket this particular jacket that this particular jacket had it was a coat of many colors now Israel loved Joseph so as he loved Joseph he tried to set the boy apart it was like he, when he was giving him the jacket these people understood what he was saying amen 
Because in the tradition, they say, no, why is he giving him the jacket now? When the woman is still alive, why is he giving this boy a jacket? And a jacket of many colors. You understand what I'm saying? So it had something in their mind. They say, no, it had an emblem of royalty and position. Underline that. And it was an emblem of royalty and position. Now, verses 4 immediately. And when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they did what? They hated him. They hated him. Mm -hmm. Continue verses 5. Verses 5 says what? And Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told his brethren, and they hated him the what? They hated him yet the more. I love Joseph because of one thing. Joseph was a dreamer. Amen. Just like many of us, we dream of many big things. Please, if you are not, if you are not catching, if you don't have dreams, let me pray for you before I continue preaching. I believe all of us here we have big dreams. Amen. And Joseph was one of those kind of people. He had a dream, and he was a dreamer. He could sleep and he could dream, just like you. I know you dream. Is that somebody with me? I know you dream. I know you do. I know you dream. And and sometimes, sometimes you've been dreaming for so long. Sometimes you just think about that dream and you don't talk about it no more. Because you've just been dreaming about it. And sometimes it's things that look and you look at circumstances and situations and say, God. But the dream, the funny thing about dreams, they don't die, Pastor. Somebody can die, but the dream cannot die. That's why you see, there are people that have been buried today. We buried them in cemeteries, sir. Amen. But the dreams that they started. Oswald Foundation is the man there. The man is not there. What for foundation? Carry all sorts of foundation. The man died, but the dream is what? The dream is still alive. The dream, look, it will not die. So, number one, whatsoever thing has been suppressing you, hey, I came to knock out that thing out, number one, today, but telling you that dream is not dead and it is not going to die. <laughs> That's just point number one that you can just go home today. Just say, ah, "Thank you, Pastor. I've, I've had everything." <laughs> the dream cannot die. Now the man dream, aspirations, visions, ideas, thoughts of greatness, thoughts of prosperity. And you know, sometimes we have been raised. We have been raised previously. We have been raised in that kind of mentality that tells us that if you have thoughts of greatness, you are not humble. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes you don't want to. protrude our thoughts of prosperity our thoughts of greatness our thoughts of increase because we have that thing like a stigma greatness and prosperity and abundance has been stigmatized 